Hello, this is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and author. And I'm here today with Breaking Money Silence, a segment aimed at empowering you to talk more openly and honestly about personal finance with your loved ones. This week, I want to discuss estate planning for your pets and why it's important to have money conversations about who will take care of your furry friend if you become ill or die. I know, talking about death and dying isn't a lot of fun, but it's important. Similar to making arrangements for your health and wealth as you age, it's helpful to consider who will care for your pets and pay for their care if you're unable to do so. Consider my cat, Avery Grace. Yes, she has a middle name. She is a member of the family. Vets call this humanization of animals, and I am guilty as charged. We rescued Avery from a shelter, and it would break my heart to know that if I became ill or died, that she would be returned to that small cage and potentially be euthanized to make space for younger, fluffier kittens. But like so many other pet parents, I've neglected to include any provisions for Avery's care in my will. It isn't that I consciously avoided this money talk. It's more like I didn't even know I needed to have it. Can you identify? Or maybe I'm just a bad pet mom. My curiosity led me to break money silence with my friends, my vet, and my estate attorney. And here's what I discovered. Less than 40% of dog and cat owners have named a pet caretaker upon their death. And only 12% of these owners have made financial provisions in their will. According to the legal world, pets are property. I know, I don't think of Avery as property, but pets are property, so they can't inherit money. But you can assign a guardian and set aside funds to cover the cost of their care after your death. Most of my friends who love their pets have not broken money silence when it comes to pets and estate planning. But many of them feel bad that they have not addressed this issue, and my curiosity actually helped spark this money talk in their family. Okay, so... If you want to start discussing pets and estate planning and making arrangements for Fido or Fifi, um, should you be unable to care for them for the rest of their lives, here are a few questions to consider and to get the conversation started. Number one, who will be willing to take care of your pet? This one was hard. I have many friends who are very fond of Avery, but not all of them would be willing or interested in having her as a permanent boarder. I have a short list of people I plan to ask, and my hope is that one or two of them will agree. The second question is, how much do you need to financially set aside for your pet's care? This is where you have to do some math. Now, when I looked at food, litter, vet bills, annually, Avery cost me about $750. But this doesn't include unplanned medical care or medicine as she ages. So I doubled that annual number and multiplied it times 15 years in the hopes that Avery would live to 21 and came up with $22,500. Wow! Miss Avery is one expensive lady. The last question is, how do you communicate these wishes for your pet's care? Now, I'm a writer, so I'll write them down, and I'll also verbally communicate them to my estate attorney, the executor of my will, and Avery's vet. In addition, of course, I'm going to discuss my plans with her potential caregivers to give them peace of mind should they need to step in and become her pet parent. I hope Avery and I have many years of snuggling and playing together. But unlike Avery, who has nine lives, I only have one. It brings a smile to my face to know, with or without me, she will be just fine. For more Money Talk tips, check out BreakingMoneySilence.com. I'm Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, reminding you, if you have a financial question, don't keep it a secret. Break Money Silence.